York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. out New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show here. Give you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And uh, yeah, once again, the Knicks lose. If you didn't notice, uh, Knicks lose to the New Jersey Nets or whatever you call them. 111 to 106. And once again, a bunch of uh, no names, G Leaguers, guys you scrapped together with uh, duct tape and bubble cone came into the garden and beat these new york knicks cam thomas is a dagger three at the end mitch rob was in foul trouble the whole time people are having you know season high nice cam thomas 21 points seth curry with 20 points the knicks for the third time this season blow a 20 plus point lead and after scoring 38 points in the first quarter the knicks once again, faltered in the fourth, only scoring 19, continuing the trend of not being able to score in the fourth quarter. And this game, the second half, when things matter, and we're going to talk about it. Uh, and I'm going to introduce my guy. You already know what it is. The man, the myth, the legend, the guy, the stats, and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. And like all of Knicks Nation right now, I'm highly pissed off at this result. But what can I say based on the Knicks' recent play? I cannot be that surprised, but yeah, we're gonna get into it. Yeah, we definitely got it. We definitely have to get into it. And listen, there is a formula. There's a formula for this Knicks to be competitive, right? And that's the thing that's been apparent within this Knicks stretch. Randall has been scoring astronomically, hitting damn well, scoring almost like 30 points a game, double digit rebounds and assists for the last few games. And that seems to that seems to be the formula for the Knicks to be competitive, Ryan. But as far as winning, um we still not have figured out that formula. And I think the front office uh Dolan and those guys up front have a lot of soul searching, a lot of thinking to do on you know how to bring that about because this team as of now is is faltering and like once again um first quarter comes the knicks are clicking on all cylinders cylinders hitting threes um playing defense what did you see that led to the success of this first quarter ryan um basically hot shooting um Grimes is knocking it, knocking it from three-point range. Julius Randle's knocking it in from three-point range. Again, quick offense. The Knicks didn't. The Knicks weren't stagnant on offense. They pushed the pace, passed the ball around, got wide open threes. As a result, they were knocking them down. They were, the intensity on defense was high. First unit and second unit, both units played spectacular. Yeah. In the first half, especially defensively, and that's why the Knicks were able to build up that twenty-plus point lead. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's and we kind of already know like the formula too. Like, okay, if you push the pace, we get the shots we need. Unfortunately, you know, um, you can't have everybody playing huge minutes, forty minutes. And shout out to a, a, a KOT uh, listener who actually typed that into the comments last week. So you can't have these guys playing 40 minutes a game and expect to keep that pace up. You're going to have to 
you know, divvy up the minutes a little bit. Um, the second half comes, Ryan. The three stop falling, and the Knicks don't know what to do. And I'm going to talk about um, we've been missing R.J. Barrett for the last four games, right? And yeah. here, here's the thing, Ryan. The way we set up our offense, the way we found success in that first half was only mm-hmm. because we pushed the pace and their defense was not set. When their yeah. defense is set, we're in trouble. And you saw it in the first play of that game. The first play of that that game, the defense was set. The Nets were able to go over the screens, smother our shooters, and we weren't able to get any clean you was able to get a clean look. The next few plays in a row, the Knicks run the ball down their throat and was able to get transition open threes. I think we had 19 points off of fast breaks in that first half. First unit and second unit did a great job of running the ball and keeping the pace. Third quarter comes. The pace slows down. Um, we had trouble scoring. Uh, can you tell me what did you see in that second half and why we had trouble scoring? Because I... I <laughs> if, did you did you it see was, did you even see like because i i just saw that we the the things that the, the shot stopped falling because that's the the biggest thing that i saw but what did you see yeah it was it was pretty much night and day um that the energy that the knicks came out with in the first half i didn't see that same energy within the third quarter like they did start off a little bit they did start off a little bit sluggish and i think that there was more dribbling you know players had the ball they were definitely dribbling more and they definitely were you know, playing more one-on-one, I think, as opposed to, you know, make, move, moving the offense quickly and passing the ball around and things of that nature. Because there were a few, there were a few um, plays I saw where there were barely, there was barely any ball movement, a lot of dribbling. If, you know, Julius Randle passed up on a wide open three, then like dribbled it into the lane. Right. You know, to be by the basket with like two guys, you know, defending his shot or whatnot, you know, and, and plays like that where, you know, in the first half, they were just playing fast, moving the ball around. And then, but yeah, the shot stopped falling. What, they hit like 13 threes in the first half. What, second half, they only hit like two threes? Yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, that's a major part of it too. But it's just one of those games now where I just, I, it, I, it's just one of those things now where it's like, I just think that the Knicks are so short on confidence right now that when it gets into late game situations, they just freeze, even though it's not just that. There's a whole bunch of issues you can point at. Let's get to it. <laughs> yeah, Burke's playing point guard in late minutes, knowing that he's not a true point guard. He cannot set up an offense. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you had quickly who was who actually had a good game today. He was balling yeah. tonight. And then and then you finally decided to put in quickly with like one minute and thirty seconds left in the game. Yeah, for Burke? like yeah, come. Too late. It's, 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 Quickly should have been in much early in the fourth quarter. And like I said, it's a lot of things. Lack of good point guard play. The fact that the Knicks do not have a closer. Julius Randle's that guy that can, you know, he can play good within the first three quarters, you know, move fast, make the good decision, make good decisions. But when it gets late in late game situations, He's just not that guy that that you can depend on to make good decisions for you. And and then like right now, I just got a tweet from Fred Katz. You know, I got an alert saying that Tom Thibodeau was saying everything is on the table now. And it's like 
Everything should have been on the table like a few games ago. You should have been considering everything. You should have changed up something within the Knicks lineup, whether it's, whether it's try to give McBride minutes or change up, your, change up your rotations. Something different had to be done. And because he's so stagnant and he's so rigid and he sticks to the same formula, this is the result. The Knicks are just faltering before our eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It's time, Ryan. It's time. I don't know if you're watching on YouTube, but I just switched I just switched up the screen. And it's and it says, Hey Tibbs, play the kids. You said something that was um interesting before that in the fourth quarter, the Knicks don't have playmakers, right? It's interesting because RJ Barrett is down, right? He hasn't played in the last four games. In half court sets, we've been using RJ Barrett as a playmaker running pistol for him and he's able to get Mitch an easy lob or kick it out to easy easy to uh for three pointers or is able to take advantage of his driving lanes and go into the lane and score that way. That gave us a little another dynamic to score. Since he's been gone, we've taken away another guy who can make plays for other people. Um which has been crucial for why, you know, we're we're faltering even more in these fourth quarters than even usual. Now, if I'm an offensive coach or if I'm a coach and I'm Tom Thibodeau, I'm looking at, you know, who are the playmakers on this team? Hell, who are the playmakers even in this starting unit? Kemba Walker has success um, playing pick and roll basketball in December. He's starting to get it going a little bit. Maybe you now that RJ is gone, maybe you mix in a little bit of Kemba Walker with that first unit for the first for the minutes he has, right? Maybe that's a that's a, a avenue you go in. More a little bit more pick and roll in general, but in involving Kemba Walker. But also play the kids. Play the kids, play the kids, play the kids. Reddish. Um interesting. Reddish had an interesting game today, Ryan. Played pretty good defense, had a walk-up three. Third or fourth quarter comes, he doesn't really touch the ball. The last few minutes of the game, he gets the ball, and he gets, he, like, he tries something, and he goes to the line and gets fouled. But the thing is, like, he was able to easily get to the line. It seems like Cam Reddish has a knack for kind of creating off the dribble and getting to the yeah. line and creating something at nothing. So when the primary problem for this team is creating shots we and and we're losing at the rate that we're losing it's time to turn the page and figure out who on this team can create shots because that's what we need to really get over the hump and that means yeah. playing the kids that means playing cam reddish more minutes that means main that means playing deuce mcbride more minutes who who, who score he had like a nine assist, twenty plus point game today. Um, yeah, and playing uh, even quickly, and even quickly, who I know people are down, up and down on quickly. He had a good game today, but at this point of the season, <laughs> like he's part of you, the young court too, and he does. He can't, you know, he doesn't create shots super easily because it's predicated on jump shots. But he can create shots more than other people here. Yeah, and like you said, and it's and it's like I said too. Like he doesn't change anything, you know. It's it's that it's like that quote from Einstein that basically says, you know, trying the same thing over and over again and expecting a 
different result, like that's madness. Like you like if you see that every time you throw this lineup out there, they're faltering in the fourth quarter, they cannot create offense, they cannot create their own shots, why not change a few things? You see Burks is faltering at point guard. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dibs, Dibs, oh, tonight Dibs decided to put in quickly for Burks, but still one minute, 30 seconds left in the game. That's too late. It's too late. Quickly should, quickly should have been in the game before that. You know, you have McBride on the bench. Every time you bring this guy down to the G League, he's proven that he's too good for the G League. So why, not, so why are you not trying him in NBA games just to see what you can get out of him? Because you need point guard play. Like you say, Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish is showing that he has the ability to slash the basket, create his own shot, something that the Knicks sorely lack at the moment. You give him no burn. It's, it's, it's baffling to me. Like, I don't understand why he just sticks to the same guys over and over again, expecting the Knicks are going to do better. And I don't know. I'm just overly frustrated. Like, like honestly, I hate going overboard on things because I'm like, you know, it's sometimes you know it's like okay, this is just one game, but right. this, it's a re- it's this is repeatedly happening is over theme. and over this and over theme. and over again. Like honestly, if I was in the front office right now, I'd be like, "Yo, Thibs, you are on the ultimate, you are on the hot seat." Like there is no way I'm having him going to the second half of the season thinking this man's job is safe. No way. Yeah, a change is definitely needed at this point. We need to play these kids. We need to figure out what we have. Deuce McBride was in a G League today, which is interesting because at for at one, you know, it's crazy because I like that McBride is in the G League in general because at least he's not wasting away on the bench. But it was just, it's just a weird time to have him in a G League. But uh, I would have to think if I'm the front office, if I'm James Dolan, if I'm going into this season with this All Star break, I have to reevaluate some things. And shout out to Jeff Van Gundy who kept it all the way real. Like at this point, playing for the play in with the way we're playing right now just seems like a waste. Yep. <laughs> it just much. seems like a waste to play <laughs> to shoot for the play in. It just seems like a waste to shoot for the play in. Play these kids. I want to give Cam Reddish 25 minutes a game, give Obi Toppin 25 minutes a game, give McBride minutes, give, give all these young kids minutes. Uh, because man. It's been rough. And you know what, too? Like, there's some other reasons why we lost. Of course, you know, it's the pace. We can't keep that pace up in the second half. Cam Thomas killed us. Uh, Mitchell Robinson got into foul trouble against Drummond, and that really hurts because Drummond is a rebounding beast. Yeah. and He had, like, 19 rebounds tonight. Yeah, he had 19 rebounds tonight. And if you notice, in that third quarter, when the Knicks started to make that push, is Robinson was it was was back in the game and he was able to kind of like plug up some of the holes that Taj wasn't able to plug up like you know the rebounding the rebounding edge and, and things of that nature but it's like at the end of the day when the fourth quarter third half third fourth quarter comes Julius Randle cannot cannot be relied on to create shots consistently for himself and other people like he started he started to get a hang of getting that little side to side swipe cheap foul like that was the only thing that was kind of stopping the bleeding in that fourth quarter. He started doing that side of swipe, chief foul. He was getting to the line, but we need another ball handle, another playmaker to get over the hump. And the front office tried it. They, they tried to give us Kimball Walker and Evan Fournier, thinking that you know what, we have some other playmakers. But at this point in time, it's still not enough. Not enough. Most, most definitely, one hundred percent agree. 
right shout out to the chat man Chris says uh nine under 500 outs yeah man yeah for real ronnie says deuce needs nba minutes i hear you vip stops it is over <laughs> stanley man says exactly what is, what is the point in playing kemba and taj start deuce and play sims to back up match and that's the other thing too that's a great point too the when you have i keep and i said this before when he was playing nurchich Taj on Nurchich is complete dismantling. Like you can't Taj Taj bless Taj's heart. He plays well, but he does not have the physicality to keep up to these real NBA centers. Sims is a big boy. You have to play Sims minutes when you're facing real NBA centers. It's not even a, a question. And I love Taj and what he's done, but you cannot afford to have him getting beat up. Yeah. Um, shout out to BK. BKNY says a final super chat. Says embrace the tank, play the kids, give Tibbs the Dave uh, gentleman treatment. <laughs> and retire rather than fire him. <laughs> and retire rather than fire him with Johnny Bryant. Uh, not the fake retirement. Oh, man. <laughs> the real New Yorkers know what's up. You already know that's not going to fly. He retires out of nowhere. And then, <laughs> and then comes back like he's whole. Like dropping another album with another team like i don't think <laughs> but i feel you man I, I feel you i think everybody's frustrated with tips at this point um but you already know what it is man if you want to come you want to complain you want to talk all you gotta do is call that number below 319-527-6241 first caller up you already know what it is you got our man big reaper big reaper let us know what your name is i already know what your name is let's let know what you want to talk about man Hey, what's up, guys? AJ Ellis. Hey, Ron G. What's, what's up, chat? Thank you guys for taking my call. Yeah, you know, actually, at this point, I don't even, you know, I'm not even upset anymore when we lose, you know. Um, and then as far as Tibbs, you know, it's um, it, it's complicated. I got to see what he does the rest of the season in terms of, like, the kids. Um, if he actually starts giving them more minutes. Um, I mean, if he doesn't, hey, he's still playing the uh, the best way he's playing them, like trying to play them like 40 minutes a game, uh, then obviously then that's going to be a big problem. But, um, you know, uh, the things I do like about Tibbs is like, you know, it's um, I think if he figures it out, he's able to like, you know, um, uh, he just doesn't like variation. Yeah. He doesn't like uh, to get a lot of variation in his, in his offense. Or defense, so it makes it very difficult to for. I think it's just for him. It makes it difficult for him to fill out the game and to make decisions. And so I think that's why he just likes to play a consistent lineup. But obviously, we've known since like you know game twenty that this just isn't working. But um, also I like the way he honestly. I, there's some things I like about the, his approach to um, to training up the youngsters more about like especially how he makes them work. Like basically, there's a progression. Uh, obviously, he likes to work with them over the summer, right. and he makes sure like and, and if you, with Tibbs, if you don't show up to work out over the summer with the team uh, with the team coaches, then he kind of like you know he put, you're basically on the outs. I think, and I like that that he does that, and then on top of that, he likes to see what you do in practice, and then if you prove in practice, you practice well, then you'll play. Although obviously, he's not really you know doing that as he's not really holding everyone to the same standards right as far as uh playing well in games but um in terms of the game that we lost today i think the biggest thing is like the last few games with defense has been just atrocious because 
we're missing RJ uh, RJ Barrett on the wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that kid, Cam Thomas today, they would have probably put RJ on him, and I think RJ would have been able to slow him down. I think I was telling you guys before, Grimes is um, he's great with staying on his man, but for some reason he struggles actually defending the actual shot. Uh, if you so basically he's not as effective, def, you know, defending a shot um, as um, as RJ is. The good, the good thing about uh, Grimes, though, is he doesn't like you in the paint. It's just, you know, he just needs to work on contesting shots because mm-hmm. his, uh, his, average, uh, his average is not very good against, against offensive players. Um, uh, the other thing is, like, I'm kind of uh, – I'm pretty gr- glad that – well, it, the other, you know, somebody already said it about the pace that Julius is playing at. I mean, if you're going to play Julius at that pace – uh, then you're going to have to play Obi at least 20 minutes. Have you know? to. So it's like kind of silly. It's pretty silly to ask Julius to play at that pace. And it's actually helping him. It is helping him. It's helping the team. But then the coach is like trying to have him sprint up and down for 40 minutes a game. Right. It's not possible. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing that he does too is like, you know, it's almost like Julius now because he's doing that. He thinks he doesn't have to play defense. You know, um, like when I went to the game um, on Monday, mm-hmm. it was painfully obvious. Like he misses a layup or if he turns over the ball, he didn't, he doesn't get back on defense. Does not. You know, he'll jog back slowly. He'll first stare at the ref. Absolutely. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. starts to jog back slowly, which is crazy. And every time that happened, the opposing team scored. Yeah. And so that's, so that's a big thing there. And then with Mitch, I'm kind of glad Mitch was in foul trouble today. Because Tibbs, I just have a feeling he just doesn't care. This is actually one of the reasons why I'm thinking Tibbs needs to go. He just doesn't care about the health of these players because it's ridiculous. He knows. First of all, he knows they went, they went all year without playing Mitch over 30 minutes a game because they know when you have a, a big center like that that has injury history, you're not supposed to play him over 30 minutes a game. But what's been happening the last few games because Tibbs is, like, desperate to kind of, like, you know – to keep fighting so he can make the play in. Um, he played 37 minutes uh, in one game a few uh, a week ago and then missed the next game because he had back uh, problems. Comes back, um, and then I think he injured his uh, ankle. I remember one game where he was, like, limping up and down. He's like, limp- he's, Mitch has been limping every game this month. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Mitch has been limping every game this month, but, man. But if he's limping up and down for like a let's say a few possessions, you got to take him out. And uh, and there was like I think it was uh, another oh the last game the Monday game. I mean Mitch played like forty one minutes I think when I yeah. over forty minutes. Yeah, I just think it's a little absurd. I think at this point uh, he the way he was playing Rose got hurt Rose hurt. The way he played RJ got RJ hurt. Now like he's doing the same like he just doesn't care. And so th- that's actually the only reason why I think sometimes like. Maybe they need to just get rid of him because it's almost like he doesn't care, like, you know, just for one win. He'll sacrifice anyone and he'll sacrifice anything. Yeah. And so, you know, that's the issue with him. I got you. Uh, Appreciate the call, Reaper. We got like a, we got a bunch of callers in today. I feel like everybody's pissed. So I want to be able to get to everybody. But salute to you, man. No problem. Thanks for taking my call, guys. All right. All right, man. Thanks. Yeah. But to expound, like, man, I... Before we fire the dude, I I need the front office to actually talk to the dude and tell him the real concerns. 
because he like there's things that he does as as well, right? And Reaper kind of list, listed them. He like he he encourages the young players to come in the off season. Um, he kind of has like a he 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 teaches the detailed game plan he gives is is everybody everybody uh praises him on how detailed his game plans are. But there's this the things that he does with the rotations and the <laughs> and the. <laughs> The, the the inability to adjust is just confusing and frustrating. The coaches, the Bryant, Dolan, the front office, they have to talk to him about that at some point. Because he's not an all bad coach. He's 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 had he's had success. But man, he needs to change his ways. He definitely needs to change his ways. And they have to they have to put him on notice. Not and not make that a sole call, but like a really hard stance to me. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like Sibs is coaching the Knicks like as if he has a good team. Yeah, I think I, I think when you have a good team, then yeah, you can stick to the same rotations because your team is good. You know, they'll you know they'll you know play well together and you know what to expect out of them game game by game, and they're gonna perform well because it's a good team. But when you have a bad team, you have to try to you know be more flexible because you have to try to figure out what works, and you can't just stick to one lineup because that's how you. Push, put your team in a hole like the Knicks are in now. You have to learn to switch it up with, with teams that are not that good. Right. And I just, you know, like, Sibs is one of those guys where it's like, Sibs is perfect as a coach if it's a good team, if it's a great team. That's what Thib, that's when Sibs is, like, the right coach for the job. But when you have a team that's struggling, right. Sibs ain't, ain't the right coach for that type of team. Exactly. Like, things like today, that third quarter, he left that first unit in entirely too long for my liking. I'm like, you could have put quickly and quicker in in that situation as well. And offensively, sometimes he's like a little bit too stubborn. He doesn't want to bend offensively. So maybe you get him some offensive coordination help. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But, all right. But uh, we got a lot of callers in there, so we're going to get him through, all right? Next caller up, let us know what your name is and where you're from and what do you want to talk about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What up, my guy, JT? Shot, man, salute, chat. salute. Oh, I'm furious right now, man. This is like this is this is this three times in a row. Three times in a row. This ain't good. Facts. This isn't good. This isn't good. And I don't see I don't see anything good in the near future because Ryan basically said it best. If you had a good team, then tip style is okay. That's why last year was okay because we were a great team last year. We, you know, whatever they want to say, open gym, whatever, the results spoke for itself, we were the fourth seed. This, this season, we are not it. It's not it. And it's, and the reason why it's so frustrating with Tibbs, and, like, I agree with you, Jay, if he could have the stern one light point at his forehead conversation with Dolan and the rest of the guys, say, look, if you don't do this, you're out of here because he does have good qualities and other stuff, but this rotation is ridiculous. It is yeah, killing me because you got you got guys playing forty plus minutes, and just let's just use some some common sense here. If those guys are playing thirty, if they don't play thirty two minutes by the third quarter, what legs are they going to have for the fourth? So it's like you're not. Why aren't you your rotations? That's that's what it is. But no one is saying. No one is saying that these kids on the on the bench is the dream team, but come on, man. Like you gotta these guys are tight. You gotta let Randall sit. You gotta let Burke sit. You gotta let you gotta let these guys you gotta let these guys sit. And the biggest frustrating thing on the player side of it too, and it's like I guess it's everybody coaching and all that is they're playing what they kept doing. They kept they started getting really easy to predict, as always, back to twenty nineteen season. Yep. 
feed the ball to Randall, feed the ball to Randall, feed the ball to Randall. Yep. So what happens when you do that? The rest of the plays aren't engaged. They're, they're lax, lax day school, and there's just like bad last-second shots. The shot clock keeps winding <laughs> yeah. down. It's just it, – this is, and then, yeah. you know, and everybody, oh, my fault, my fault. No, nah, you, you, I'm not bad. I'm, I'm, I'm going about, on a rant. No, no, you was good. Cause I'm, yeah, because, no, you're right. Come like, yo, everything, everything has been dribble handoffs and more dribble handoffs. That's like, that's really what I see. <laughs> it's dribble handoffs, dribble handoffs. Exactly, and that's what we keep doing. And more dribble handoffs. And if you dribble handoffs yep. to, 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 um, if you dribble handoffs to Fournier, uh, Fournier, uh, if Randall dies to the basket, then maybe every now and again, Fournier will pass it to Randall, but that didn't even happen today. Like we need to uh, diversify our offense severely, man, and that means giving some give exactly it, giving Kemba some more Cam run. Thomas or I'm sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. Or whoever, ahead. buddy, was my fault, my fault. Whoever the dude was who got a rebound over Mitch and Randall, that just as always hero ball. It's like you guys, they lose composure. They like they they want to put it on their shoulder to try to win the game, and it's like. It's a team game at the end of the day. You got Mitch. Mitch is a, a rebound threat. No one's touching Mitch. Mitch would pay him. But like Reaper said, I'm glad he was in foul trouble because Mitchell, I mean, Tiz would probably pay them, play them 47 minutes. And play go to Sims. Commercial break. Play then, Sims. Like, exactly. Exactly. And then everybody's talking about this tank. I Personally, like I said, I'm not a fan of the tank because it never goes our way. But even if it does, let's say we get the number one pick. It don't even matter because Tibbs, unless we got a phenom coming out of college, which I don't, I don't think. I mean, I guess Chet is from Gonzaga, but that he's a power forward. Unless you're trading Randall and you got, and then you go keep Obi in the bench. That's another topic. But no matter <laughs> right. who we get, you know, if we get a pretty good high high pick, that I don't know if the guy gonna slot in and play and, and you know and play immediately because look at McBride. Even like we keep saying, at least if you play these guys and and you let them and we see what they got. Then it just makes it it makes sense. So these guys aren't playing as much, man. It's playing as long, and then these it just uh, it's frustrating, man. It's really frustrating. Right, right. Like I said this before. I was some some other guy's show. I think it's gonna gonna come out next week. Um, for me, it's like it's not even about tanking. People talk about tank, tank for Ivy, tank for Ivy. Being a Knicks fan, I've been jaded too long. Like I don't trust. I don't. Yeah. I really don't trust the draft. But for me, it's not about tanking for Ivy. It's more about the assets that we have here already. We need to see what we have, and then we need to maximize those guys to see if they can step up. If they can step up and be a piece in the cock for the Knicks, or maybe, you know, at least raise their value so other people can see there's value in having them on the team as well. No matter what direction we go in, we we already know what the veterans can do. Their stock is their stock. These young exactly. kids, you've been in, they've been in the league that year, that long. They're not. No one's trading a farm for these guys. Exactly, and and that's what I'm really. That's so when people are talking about tanking for for picks, I'm not really tanking for picks. I'm just I want to see what the young players have. Mm. Straight up. Yeah. Mm. So this is like, like everybody say, this is Tibbs, and this is and he is who he is, and this is why. Again, it's like that. That you don't want this carousel coaching, but like we keep saying, get rid of his ass and put sorry, you know, get rid of him. And just let Johnny Bryant take the helm because that way at least the system's still in play, everything is still in play, some minor tweaks, whatever. But it is, you know, with, with that. But other than that, man, I just it, it this was really infuriating because like they just they folded on, and this isn't the first game. This is back to back. The only thing that concerns me too is with Rose coming back. Is what is that? You know, what's that going? Is Rose going to start playing thirty two minutes also? Right. Because it's like nothing. Nah, he needs to change. sit. He nothing, needs to sit. I don't. He needs to sit the rest of the but season. We we saying that, but Thomas Thibodeau, Tibbs ain't doing it, and <laughs> it's just 
it, yo, it's really, it's really infuriating. But anyway, y'all, as always, all 82, we need therapy, but we always in the house. Yeah! Yeah! Shout out to my guy, JT, man. This next therapy today. We all getting stuff off our chest. And apparently, Ryan's computer has also had it. He says, I'm out. <laughs> Ryan just signed. Ryan's computer said, I'm out. I had enough of this Knicks talk. Get me out of here. Jay Ellis, you handled by yourself. So that's what I'm about to do. All right. <laughs> All right, man. Next caller up, man. Ne- next caller up. Um, yeah, before you even get to the next call, I'm just reiterating what I said. What I was talking about before, man. I know I know a lot of people pissed at me when I talk about Cam because and like possibly moving him. But here's the thing, man. I'm scared that Cam is gonna be another Obi. I'm scared. I'm scared that Cam is gonna be another Obi. That's really what it is. Like, unless unless these front office steps in, the front office has to step in and let Cam get minutes, let Obi get minutes, and let these guys get minutes, so we know what we have in these guys, so we know how to move moving forward. If they're worthy for the New York Knicks, or we can flip them later, or we can flip Randall later, we can flip. Like, we need to know. We just need to know. We need more information. And by the way, Tom is coaching. And by the way, Tom is coaching. We will find out. Cam will be in the same situation that Knox was in last this season, with only playing spot minutes. And then we would have wasted a, a draft pick. Straight up. But um. That's all I got to say. Next caller up, man. Let us know what your name is, where you're from, and what do you want to talk about. Jay Ellis. What's going on? What's going on, Jay Ellis? Ryan G. This is Craig Ward. What's going on? Doing? What's going on, Craig? Yeah, Ryan G's kind of signed off. He, uh, His computer's oh, messed up, so hopefully he makes his way back. But Yeah, his computer kind of messed up. What's going okay. on, Craig? Yeah. It's been a minute, so um, and there's not too much you can say because you pretty much covered all the grounds and stuff. Um, uh, our our team has definitely disappointed us as fans uh, in their performance and their overall look um, as a team. Now, as a team is an interesting term that I wanted to reiterate on because. The, team, the games that we won when we won big against uh, caliber teams. Like when we played uh, the Warriors, mm-hmm. we played them as a team. That's how we won that game. We, we, it was a whole team effort. When we start off real fast, we, we, uh, we seem to do real well because, one, we push the ball up on offense. We're in the, we're in the, uh, uh, the front court, um, lickety split, not allowing – the other team to set up their defense. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're able to accumulate, you know, a large amount of points. It's like lately it was like 30 points in uh, 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 a quarter. Right, 30 points um, in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, after you come out of the locker room, now you want to slow the ball up. You allow the defense to set their, their, to set their defense, and the other team to set their defense up making it very difficult for us to score points now because everybody's covered. Nobody has a fast break. Nobody has a clear shot at the, uh, the basket. Mm-hmm. So, and then the, uh, the uh, isolation, you know, especially with, um, 
Julius, it, it's killing us on time because he slows the ball down. We're now behind on the clock, and we only have a few more seconds to shoot the ball up, and we're taking wild shots and, and desperations. When if we are rushing the ball, if we're moving the ball quickly, moving the ball around, making sure that you pass it to somebody that's open. Double team, pass the ball quickly. Don't keep dribbling like I'm going to make this shot and I'm going to put it on my shoulders, you know, because they can't stop me. Yes, they can stop you. They seem to be doing well with stopping you. You, you know, once in a while you get lucky, you, you'll do that fadeaway shot, and it's not falling like it did last year. Yeah. yeah. So I'm saying right now with Tibbs, He's concentrating. It should be on defense, and he's and he's failing from last year. I wanted to give him um, uh, uh, some time for uh, leniency due to the fact that last year he won Coach of the Year. Yeah. He took a, a a scrub team, a struggling team, and brought us to the fourth place, uh, fourth seed in last year's playoff. Outstanding. Now you think you're going to get a couple of guys, uh, Fournier. And um, and um, what's the other guy? Kemba Walker. Kemba Kemba Walker. We get those two guys. You think we're going to put points on the board? And these guys aren't hitting for the whole beginning of the season until lately. Fournier, I got to respect, has really been coming through for us. But it's streaky. He's not. He's not consistent throughout the whole game. Where you can really depend on him. He's dropping threes like you wouldn't believe. You go, oh, my God, he's gone. Then he starts shooting more threes and nothing is falling. Here's my thing. If you are uh, – uh, Tim said that, you know, if the shot is up, if you got a clear shot, take the three. If you're, if you're open, hit the three. But these guys right now can only do that when they're rushing the ball, when, they, when they're at a fast pace. But right. when they're at half court, you're yeah. not taking – you're taking three shots. Uh, you're taking the, yeah. uh, the three-pointers. And you're covered, and you, and then now you you you're you're doing a desperation shot. It ain't a, it ain't a clean shot. It's like I get advised. you. Yeah, I I get Pass you, Craig. I, I get you, Craig. And man, we, we 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 don't have we don't have playmakers. Pretty much what you're saying was what we were saying earlier. We don't have the playmakers to really make the plays that we really need to play. Like, and that's right. why we need a point guard. That's why we need to give Cam Reddish some minutes. That's why we need to he, even quickly struggling. We need to let him play. That's why we need to right. play. We need to switch it up because we don't have playmakers, man. I get exactly what you're right. saying, bro. We need we need the playmakers. And Tibbs, yeah. and Tibbs, like it's like when he's on each team. If it wasn't uh, for Chicago, you said, "Wow, he's a he's a good coach" because he each year he kept getting better. Than the last year, than the previous year, until they made it to the playoffs, and they seem to be uh, in the playoffs consistently. Then they let him go. He goes over to um, uh, uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, and then the first year he gets there, he's uh, he's blowing up. He's got um, he's got Cat as rookie right, right. of the year. Yeah. Then yeah. the second year they're flopping again. So it's like he got that. That that one year, the first year he's on, we, he's great. Years after his first year, he's terrible. I mean, yeah. he's trash. So you, trash. Yeah. So you say he ran his he, he ran his course. You saying he's ran his course? That's, yeah, I got you. And it's like you know, if you really look at it with our team right now, he was supposed to be the defensive guru. Um, he's a lot. He he lied to us. He, he he sold us some false things <laughs> because he said he was going to change his whole style up from what he did 
uh, yeah. on the other team, Chicago and Minnesota. Uh, I'm not going to play my but He's running out. He's doing exactly what he did to make them make a make those teams run him out of town because he's running the men, our boys, into the ground to where they're injured. Here you got my man. Um, got you. Um, you right. got um, uh, um, the blockless monster um, limping, and you want to run him for 40 minutes. Why? You're going to run him into the ground. Now he's, gonna, he's not going to be any good to us either way. We even try to give him a, um, a contract. He's going to be broken up to even be performing well. So w- yeah. when we got rid of Wood- Mike Woodson, that's when our whole offensive scheme just went to trash. It was like Mike Woodson was the thing that made us start to win games, like um, to get us to be foreseeded. And uh, I'm just, I'm all just right. saying, we can petition for Kenny Atkinson. That's all I gotta say, right there. <laughs> got you. All right, yo, we thank you. Thanks for calling it, Greg, man. Thanks for calling it, Greg. All right, man. Greg has had it. He says, bring back yeah. Kenny. Tibbs does what he does. He's really good for one year, but the second year it always goes down, just like it happened in Minnesota. Uh, he's he's done with. Uh, I mean, it's hard to argue that, right? It's now. hard to <laughs> argue, man. It's hard, it's to, hard argue. to argue. <laughs> it's hard to argue that. Man. <laughs> How do you feel? I'm trying to figure it out. Maybe we need to put a poll or something up in the chat. I'm really curious, chat. Do you want Tibbs to see it have one more year, or do you want him fired this year? I really, I would really that, like to see that in the chat. Yeah, that would definitely be a good um survey. A good survey. Sure, I need. Can I? Yeah. Can I set up a poll? Let me see if I can even set up a phone. Answer the chat for now until I figure out how to set up a poll. Right now, I'm live on here. All right. Next call up. I know we got Ken. Ken, hey, let us know what you want to talk about. Ryan G's back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ryan G on, is back in the oh, building. What's up, my man? <laughs> hey, man, what's good? Hey, I just. Let you guys know where I'm coming from, man. I was at the game tonight. Okay. I had some good seats. My uh, lovely wife, Jenny. Oh, wow. That's love right there. Got me some uh, tickets in the 100 section near the bench. So I had an incredible view of the game. And a um, couple of things, observations. One is, yo, there was a lot more Brooklyn Nets fans than I expected. And there was a large contingent of them that were very loud. So that was already upsetting. And then as the game started, like you saw the first game, like as soon as like the first possession, we had a 24-second shot uh, violation. Yep. And I was like, okay, here we go. But then what happened? We were passing the ball around. And also I think because, you know, Brooklyn was um, had a lot of new guys playing, mm-hmm. there were some lapses on the defense, and we had really good looks, and we were hitting threes, and we got up. But I'm telling you, as I look at this roster – I would, at least tonight, if, if Nash was coaching our team, we would have played better. Because all I saw was, one, was Mitch played stupid. And he, he got uh, a lot of fouls. And he started the third quarter, mm-hmm. he picked up his fourth foul right away. And as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, we're in trouble. But then what I noticed was, listen, Brooklyn kept chipping away you saw them cut into the basket and they would just get, you know, these, these little baskets and they would either catch, you know, they would be either a nice cut or they would catch the next napping a little. But like you saw like Bruce Brown with like three for four. I was right under the basket. I saw him. He, he'd, he'd catch a couple of, uh, of passes as he'd come to the basket and he got a layoff. And then they kept doing it. They kept picking it apart. And then finally, you know, these guys started hitting shots. And then what happened uh, with the Knicks? As soon as, 
you know, and I think this goes back to what like a Phoenix used to do when when Nash was a was a player, mm-hmm. was they would bait people into taking shots early in the shot clock, right, and uh, out of rhythm so they could you know fast break the other way, and you saw that like at the beginning of the third, everybody was pulling up and and taking uh, you know a, a quick three pointer and right. they started missing, yeah, and then we got out of rhythm instead of you know keep passing the ball, keep cutting. Because you saw, like, like we said, like when Randall, he's a bulldozer. When he was going to the, you know, cutting to the basket, he was doing well, and his shot was dropping today. But once we started getting into this, uh, there's like you talked about these dribble handoffs and everybody holding the ball. It's like I was like screaming, I was like, pass the ball, like stop holding the ball. Like if you're dribbling the ball two or three times and you're not going towards the basket, you're doing something wrong. And that's what, and then that's what happened. We kept taking these bad shots, and we kept Brooklyn around, and yeah. finally they started hitting shots. And to me. I think you guys touched upon, like, you know, Tibbs isn't dumb, and it's not like we can just, you know, watch a game and know more than this guy who's, who's totally obsessed with basketball and, and, you know, he lives, eats, breeds the game. Right. But I think there's something to him wearing these guys out. Yeah. And I see someone like Nash is like, listen, you know, these guys sit. He, he's not pounding on them. They're not mentally fatigued. Because I think I see this team as they freak out. As soon as it gets a little tight, yep. you see them. They start going iso ball. You know, they, they they don't trust the process. And the same thing, like, with Julius. Like, somebody's got to, like, reel this guy in. It's like, listen, it's great that you can handle the ball and bring it up, but when, when you start getting too close to the defenders, man, pass the ball, pass it up. It was too many turnovers tonight. And there were some passes I saw that he was trying to be creative. Yeah, in that first and quarter especially. Weren't, you know, yeah. they were, like, good intentions, but these guys weren't ready to handle them. I'm like, listen, yeah. you know. That pass point stick out to me. That. He, he he tried to like right. give Fournier. St- uh, he tried to uh, give like a lead pass to Fournier in the first quarter, and, and Fournier wasn't even ready for it because he's like, I didn't even know that was in your bag, Julius. So I was, I wasn't even trying. Right, to right. Like, I was like, hey, <laughs> I, I, I like the I, I like the idea, but I was like, it's obvious. Like nobody was expecting this, and yeah. then turn the cover. So anyway, um, so I think it's a lot of what we've been seeing, and like something's got to give. But like I said, when you go through like each play on the roster, there really isn't anyone you can say, oh my god, that guy's garbage. And no. I can tell you one thing, when I saw Cam Reddish was out there, when it was Cam, Obi, and Mitch with that front line, I mean, that was freakish athletic lineup. Like, if these kids could, like, figure it out, that's potent. But, like I said, Tibbs, he's got to adjust his approach, and, he, and he's got to emphasize the more ball movement and creativity on offense because he's too in love with this, with this high school stuff. I was like, listen, you don't have Derek, you know, Chicago Bulls, Derek Rose back there. No. You know, you don't even have Derek Rose from last year back there. It's like, you can't be running all this ISO with this team like you guys are talking about. So, so anyway, um, the one thing I'll say is I am encouraged with the young guys. I, I mean, like I said, you know, um, Grimes shows promise. Yeah, Grimes is Quickly nice. played better today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look at Cam, I'm like, I see the potential there. To me, he's better than Knox. Like, like you guys talked about, he's yeah. got to get some more minutes. And um, like I said, Anobi looks good. You know, like there's nobody on that team that can say they're bad. It's just they don't play well together. Right. And part of it is what you guys are talking about is like they don't trust each other. They don't pass enough. And when it gets tight, there isn't someone who can get a basket for them. And then nope. they choke. And then and then they let the other team in. So anyway, fellas, um, yeah, I don't know. To me, I think Tibbs, you got to give him one more year. But but you know he needs to have some come to Jesus moment with 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 Leon Rose and yeah. Worldwide West and the boys yeah and tell him like, Shut up man, West. we appreciate you know the intensity and the focus but you know you got to change something up because like I said these guys are not responding 
and it's not working. So yeah. we gotta mix it up a little. Absolutely. So, but like I said, there's talent, and you know the positive is like, look, Julius has been playing better. Like his stats is better, so like his trade value is going up, but yeah. it's not translating into wins. So yeah. anyway, yeah, that was, that was it, fellas. I just want to share that from the, my view from the garden today. So it was very humiliating to walk out and hear ah, all yeah, stuff, man. Uh, Next therapy session. Yeah. yeah. I and, get it, man. Know, like, what can you say? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, man. So, so thanks a lot, man. Keep up the good uh, work. Stay strong, man. We, man, we here, man. All 82, man. Yeah, man. All 82, as always. Yeah, man. Shout, shout <laughs> out to Ken. All right, brother. <laughs> shout out to Ken. Shout out to Ken. That's the editor, editor-in-chief of the K- uh, KOT show. Um, I'm not, not the, 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 the the blog, the blog, and as always, you already know where it is. Shut out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, right? The Knicks Nation. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole, whole, whole mess, man. Oh, man. Yeah. It's, 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 ah. I, like I said, man, Tibbs, t- I don't want him to go right now because he was coach of the year last year, but he needs a stern talking to. And I'm going to lay on that. I'm going to lean on that and uh, keep it that way. Exactly. But. I'm on board where if things don't change and he continues to play the vets crazy minutes in the second half of the season and the Knicks continue to lose, the Knicks just have to cut ties because him continuing to play veterans and the Knicks continuing to play how they're playing does not help the team. You have have to to give the younger guys minutes and you have to see what you can get out of them, especially if the Knicks are 9, 10 games under 500 where it's like the season's going to waste. I think at this point of the season, the front office can break their pack because the pack for the Knicks have been, you know, we control the assets. Front office controls the assets. You control the coaching and you figure it out. That's been, and that's how they've been living and dying by since Tom Thibodeau has been here. But at this point, um, with the way things are going, I think the front office has the right to kind of uh, have like a, a law of the land from all high and say, listen, man, at this point, it's obvious we don't have enough to get over a little bit of a hump, so I need... And, and he's probably going to be like, well, we don't have RJ. I can see him saying that. I yeah. See, I could definitely see him saying that. And, he and, pars- and he's and partially and true. That, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Just sort of break, cut you off. Mm-hmm. That he don't have RJ and he don't have Rose. He forgot right. Rose. Right. Which is true. And like I said before, um, we need today, especially, you, we need another ball handler. We need another guy who can create shots off the dribble because right now all we're doing is dribble handle. So we need another ball handler. And and that guy was RJ for us. Even though he's not an elite ball handler and a guy who can set up people uh, at a super high rate, but he's can do it decently for us. So I can see him saying that, but we need to we need to shift gears right now. With with us being ten games under five hundred, because one guy goes down. And with us, you know, not uh, uh, so like so we get our full we, we get our guys back and we like now we're like five games under 500 like it, it's just time it's just time to develop these young guys and I, that's all i have to say about that be be similar yeah. as jayless tibbs got coach a year or two to woodson's development with rj and randall as well as rotations um woodson's development i mean i always felt like i always felt like tibbs is the best guy for rj and I'm not sure how good he is for everybody else, but I feel like he's the best guy for RJ. So I'm not sure what role Woodson is, but I feel like Woodson is kind of the Woodson is kind of the dad that you need to soften the blow of Tibbs when Tibbs gets out of hand. That's how I see it. And, may, and maybe he's the guy who, who might, you know, 
encourage the the five out offense because he did that when the Knicks was had Rashid Wallace. So I wonder if he had any. I don't know. I'm not sure what direct impact he has on RJ, but I can. But I, obviously, Woodson was a big part of our team. Ryan, I'm Ryan. I cut you off earlier. Sorry, Ryan. What, what was, you, was you about to say? Anything else? Oh no, I was just agreeing with you that um, it's impossible to tell what kind of impact Woodson had mm-hmm. because we we really don't know specifically what what Woodson did as an assistant coach with Thibs. But it, it it is pretty glaring that last season with Woodson, the Knicks were a good team, and then this season without Woodson on the staff, the team has pretty much gone down. Now, is that a tribute to Woodson? I don't know, but I mean, it is pretty interesting when you look at it, and um. And pretty much, you know, yeah, that's it. Um, I, I feel you. Yeah. You lost <laughs> words. I get it, man. We all lost words there, right? <laughs> Tony, Tony B says it really doesn't matter if you have another ball handler. If the strategy is just bring the ball down the court and give it to Randall. No, you're absolutely right. Because I even said it early, at the early, early beginning of the show that with RJ down, we definitely should be uh, running more Kimball Walker came, uh, pick and roll to vary out the – Vary up the offense a little bit, uh, with the with the addition of having more off ball cuts, um, to get the offense going. All right, but yo, yeah. um, I've talked about everything we want to talk about. This, listen, we got a, a all star break coming in. Probably gonna have like maybe like a like a review show or something, or for to review the half of any, of anything, and um, yeah. I'm probably going to try to work on some other stuff with KOT on this little break. But, yo, thanks, y'all, for, for joining us. Please hit that like button. Please hit the subscribe button. We're definitely going to be here for the second half of the season, all 82, to talk about these Knicks. And hopefully we see a whole lot more young guys because I would have to think at this point the front office and Dolan is getting involved, and we should be seeing a lot more young guys playing. Now that we're nine games under 500 yeah. and we lost to teams like – a Nets team who lost, who lost what, nine, eight in a row, nine in a row? And the Nets lost 11 in a row. 11 and in then a row. They, then they won the previous game before the Knicks, so they're on like a two-game winning streak right now. Right. They beat us tonight, yeah. Yeah, and then losing to the lowly OKC Thunder, I think that has to put the nail in the coffin to play these young kids, I would think. Yeah, right. yeah and don't forget, also blew a 20-point lead to the Lakers. Yeah. Blew a 20-point lead to the um, Trailblazers as well, so... Absolutely, absolutely. So don't never forget. All right, play these kids, man. Play these kids. And, and, and I, I hope the kids play in the second half. But I can just see Fibs just firing back at the front office and Dolan saying that. Well, I got Rose back. I got RJ back. We could go. Let, 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 let's give no. another shot. I, I can see Fibs just no. firing back like that. I can just see it. No. <laughs> no, that's all I have to say, man. That's a no for me, dog. All right, Ryan, let them know where you can find you, man. You can find me on Instagram at Sergi is chilling. Sergi is chilling. That's S I R G is C H I L L I N. You can also find me on Sergi's Corner where I will be. You know, I haven't done one in a while, but trust me, it's coming, especially with All-Star break. It's coming because, you know, you saw me rant about the Knicks a little bit, but there's going to be a more, um, I guess, exclusive rant coming later on. And um, you can also find me on Twitter at RyanGKOT. Right, right. Wait, did I read the Super Chat? Shout out to, hold on, did I read the Super Chat? I hope I did. Shout out to the 10 Super Chat from Rodney Olam. It says, send tips on the first thing smoking. 
can't take the insanity there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next Nation has spoke. All right. And you already know, man. You already know where you can find us, man. You can find us at um the Nick of Time show on Twitter. Hold on, let me get to the little single screen here. Probably all my diehards are the ones still here. Everybody else is falling out that we're closing. <laughs> <laughs> Find us on the Nick of Time Show on Twitter, the Nick of Time Show on Instagram and Facebook. You can also find us on, um, you know, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all that noise. If you can't watch us on YouTube for some listening on the go, get those KLT snapback as well at the Nick of Time Show.com slash catalog. Get yours today. And um, also, you can go to the blog too. Go to Nick of Time Show.com to read our blogs and things as such. All right. Okay. That is our show. And you know what? As always. Shout out to Worldwide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, all right? Shout out to D Nice came in late. That is our show. <laughs> <laughs> we are out of here. Peace. New York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. NYC.